Players, naysayers, welcome to episode 11 of the JTOS podcast, your podcast for everything video game, tabletop, and geek culture. This episode, we have been given the pleasure of recording Waxhatchee's very own Coins and Comics located in downtown Waxhatchee. If you're a comic collector who lives in the Ellis County area, you really owe it to yourself to come down and check out Kyle's awesome collection of comics and other really cool stuff. I'm your host, Jodan Castillo, and of course, joining me are my co hosts. These guys do not play basketball. Balthazar zero one, uh, nice to be here again. Lord Reverend Zero, Mahoy hoy, and last but never least, Trunks Almighty. Sup, guys. Before we continue, I'd like to remind everyone listening that if you enjoy hanging out with us, please give us a like, a share, or a view, or all of the above on your preferred listening platform. You can also visit us on Facebook at Joysticks Tabletops and Other Short Stories, or just Google search Joysticks Waxa. That's Joysticks W A X A. You're getting better at that. Boys, how are we feeling? It's not hot. There's not a bunch of bugs everywhere. There's no train. We're not in some weird guy's garage. Yeah, you got yeah, that right. That's yeah. true. Okay. Yeah, no. It's, it's actually nice in here. And it's cool. Trunks isn't sweating profusely. I know. Zero doesn't look like he's miserable. Not yet. And anyway. Tim is still Tim. Yeah. But we all feel better, don't we? Yeah. I yeah. feel like Tim's going to suffer the most. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim. No, uh, no uh, yeah. help relaxing right now. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tim's like, I hate you all. <laughs> all right, boys, before we continue, let's go ahead and start with our small town shout out. Does anybody have anything for for small town shout out? Always. Yeah, yeah. coins and comics. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, obviously, yeah, well, Waxhatchee Coins and Comics, we're in location right now, and this place is awesome, man. I mean, it's got, he, he, he's got a ton of inventory. If you're looking for anything from vinyls, graphic novels, uh, obviously comic books, uh, magic cards, baseball cards, um, rare coins, dude, th- this place is packed, man. He so, has a sword also. Yeah, so, so please, dude, if you guys if you guys are anything of a collector of anything of the above, do yourself a favor. Come check this place out. It's pretty it's, it's pretty freaking awesome. So we could always ask him to come over and you know, yeah. talk real quick if you want it. Oh, yeah. Right there. Well, I don't know. Kyle, how do you feel, man? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle, just, uh, um, just real quick, if you want to give us a quick synopsis on... Uh, just a little bit like where you guys came from, what you guys, uh, what y'all's main wares are, and you know, all right, all, sure. the, all, all the general stuff. Right, right, sure thing. Uh, so I'm Kyle, and I am the comic book guy. Uh, been a comic collector for years, uh, played Magic the Gathering, all of that good stuff, nice. and uh, still have a passion for those type of things. Um, you know, I, I try to stock a little old school vinyl, the stuff that I like to listen to, the stuff that uh, I feel like most people would like to listen to. No, oh, of course. No of Christmas course. albums in here. No, oh, that kind no. Of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I noticed, man. There's a lot of thrift stores around here, and each one of them, whenever I try to go into a vinyl pack, it's just Christmas. It's just Christmas albums. No, you've got some really cool stuff in there. No one wants Christmas. <laughs> so. Christmas in July, though. They right. never have the Chipmunks Christmas, though, because that's like that's the only one I actually ever. That's a buy right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they I, they I never have that. No, no. 
Yeah, I would probably I would probably accept that. Yeah, anything yeah. other Christmas, uh, I'm gonna pass on most of it. You don't yeah, want yeah. no Mariah Carey. We you don't want no Mariah Carey Christmas albums or nothing mm. like that. Hey, hey, that's a buy. <laughs> Come yeah, on, man. I, are you I kidding would, me? I would get that. That's yeah. I mean, always I would buy. I buy just because she's on the cover. Because on that, that on that album, she was hot in that cover. We'll, we'll give you that. We'll yeah, give you that. yeah, yeah. I'll give you that one. Uh, the, the coin guy's not here tonight, but uh, like I said, we, we carry coins also. Uh, I don't know anything about coins. I'm not the coin guy. Uh, but also gold and silver, guys. We buy and sell gold and silver. Nice. A lot of people investing in that market right now while our economy's doing crazy things. So yeah. if you got questions about that kind of stuff, you can come in and talk to us. Uh, if you have collectibles, things you've inherited, things like that, and you're not really sure about it, uh, we give free appraisals on that kind of stuff. Uh, you really can bring cool. it in. We'll tell you what it's worth. and. Uh, you know, if you want to sell it, we'd be glad to make you an offer also. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sounds good, man. Sounds like, you, well, it's like I said, you got a really cool setup right here, man. We're super impressed about it. We're really excited to have you here as a entity and, you know, comic book and geek culture. It, it, it's a really cool uh, a presence in downtown Waxahachie, and we're really excited to have you, man. Well, I appreciate that. We're glad to be here. And, you know, like I said, we're just getting started. It's going to take us a little while to figure out kind of... Uh, you know what people want to come in and, and find and and buy so we will adjust uh, our inventory kind of just depending on uh who's coming in the door and what they want to see sounds good, sounds good. sounds good well we we really appreciate it Kyle we'll, we'll go ahead and let you go so we can get out of your hair eventually right all right thanks guys <laughs> what else do we got we got anything else for small town shout out Tim anything in Midlothian no, not Midlothian, but uh, over here in Waxahachie, of course, College Street Pub. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. always love going there, having a drink. Patio is still doing really good, the, the, yeah. their new patio. That, that's really cool, man, and really important right now, too. So It, it, nice it looks great patio. out there. Really good stuff, really good stuff. Trunks, you got anybody at all? Um, Like my usual, you know, Level 23 Studios. You know, okay, yeah. Zahaya yeah. Delaney and, you know, her mom. And she, is she still going pretty strong? Oh, yeah, no. That's we're awesome. We're having fun there, you know. That's like awesome, said, man. Mondays and Fridays, you know, 7. Lately, it's been 7 to 10, 7 to 10.30. Okay. But it's just because, you know, she's trying to get her teacher's license and all that fun yeah. stuff. So Yeah, I was going to say, most streamers were like, dude, <laughs> I work night shift at my job, and Sometimes I'll be in there, and the same streamer that started streaming at 10.30 at night still streaming like 5 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. And oh. then it's a nuts uh, uh, schedule, man. So. I got to say, you know, uh, Games Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. Got to yeah. say hi to them, too, because, hell, I went there the other day and dropped 50-some bucks on, on, on sure, many. Man, so for sure. I can't say nothing. Yeah, I want to do another shout out to uh, Railport because uh, they're definitely definitely hurting with everything closed down again. Yeah. So yeah. when they open up, go buy a beer to go as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, yeah, definitely support them. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. They definitely need all the help they can get right now, man. Things are uh, are pretty tight, so yeah. Uh, any uh, any support is muchly appreciated over there. I can I'm pretty sure I can speak for them. So, all right, boys. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into our what are we playing? And as tradition dictates, we will start with Tim. Uh, well, same as last week. Go to Tsushima. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm still in Act 1 because I'm going through all the open world trying to find as much of all the collectibles as I can. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think at this point I've already found, like, so there's a lot four, of meat on, 14 on, on. of the Inari shrines, uh-huh. like, maybe five or six different charms. So can can you safely say that there's a lot of meat on those bones? Yes. As, as, as a whole for <laughs> it, a game? It's one of those, yes, they can get somewhat repetitive on the side missions, but... What game doesn't have repetitive side missions? Well, I know eventually. that uh, that I don't know if it's past The Last of Us Part Two or whatever, but oh, yeah. the numbers for this game it, are ridiculous. You, you, 
Did you guys hear that they sold out of physical copies in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't no, even a Japanese. They've already beaten Last of Us numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. have they? Yeah. I, I, I see. I'm, I didn't double check on it since the, since the last time uh, that we got together and, and talked about it. But yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but it, it actually sold out of physical copies in Japan. Yeah. And it's not even a Japanese studio that made this game. So, dude, that's impressive, man. Like, Sucker Punch really showed somebody something with that's this. That's what one. I was surprised with, with it being Sucker Punch. Yeah. You know? Now, I still haven't got a chance to you know you play it and get into it like like you guys have. Would you say that this is pretty genuine still, as far as uh, as far as Japanese culture in mm-hmm. feudal Japan? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so they had to have done their research yeah. on this man because I, I hear the same thing on you there, know there was some liberty that they took with like some of the weapons and some of the which armor you kind of need to do right. But, I mean, right. I feel like. but for the most part, no. This yeah. feels just like. They're legit, like, you're in... Yeah. You know, That's why I, love, I checked out the director's commentary that came with the Digital Deluxe, and they actually sit there with a professor that specializes in that era of Japan. Yeah. And okay. he's like, I'm going to tell all my students that are learning... To go out and buy this game, that's how good it is. And it's really that's really interesting that you say that because that that's actually kind of you got a little John Leguizamo either, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But no, that's actually becoming kind of a trend in the video game culture too. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey were both seen mm-hmm. to be so detailed uh, and accurate that it was invited into classrooms and in, in yeah. the historical classrooms because there's a mode in there. It's kind of like a museum mode, yeah, where you can just walk around, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually learn about the such a cool idea. But man. see, no, that's did like, they get the, the little DNA guy from Jurassic Park to come in and tell him? <laughs> no, yeah. that dinosaurs, cool. dinosaurs, dinosaurs. But uh, <laughs> but that's like the same thing with uh, one of our friends uh, doing his school so uh, school report on Parasite Eve. So yeah, yeah. the what was it for? Was it for like a composition class or something? Or? No, 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 it was biology. It was biology. They, oh, you know, yeah, you guys told me about that. that. Yeah. Everything about and he got, a, he got like a good grade on it. Oh, yeah, he passed with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude, yeah, yeah. See, shit, shit like that's awesome, dude. Okay, really cool, Tim. Uh, Zero, what you got? Um, I don't, I don't remember what I played this week. <laughs> Erica? <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, have I, you beat Erica? No, no, I'm like halfway into oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I think I really just played. Uh, I know I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves, but not much more than that. Oh, I do remember what I played. I played about fifteen minutes oh, of Silent Hill. Silent. <laughs> <laughs> We're twenty minutes in, so I can't leave. The, so the original <laughs> Silent Hill that I picked up at uh, Game Over Games in Arlington. Yeah, you're not good at that game. No, I died like from the first little, little bat guy. Like I tried killing him with a knife just to see if I could. Are you talking about in the in, in the in the the diner or in the street? Yeah, in the diner. Son of a, you're literally like five minutes into this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just because I was like goofing off because I was showing Xander. I was like, oh hey, this this game's really good. I feel like Xander's gonna be really good at that game. You're yeah, not gonna, yeah, he'll oh yeah he'll he'll beat it way before you're I. You're not gonna be good at that game, dude. I I mean I nah I, I beat it a long time ago. I just don't remember half the shit. Not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trucks. Which but I did man? get Silent Hill, the first one for PS One. I, I I did pick that up. We'll see. <laughs> trucks, what you got, man? Um, I'm like Tim. I've been playing Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, and uh, I picked up uh, My Heroes uh, One Justice Two. Okay, Ooh. so so you got it. So, so two Justice. No, it's still One Justice Part Two. Oh. How do you feel but, about it? Um. I know that you you were saying that you had your reserves about it. Before I did, you it. but uh, when I picked it up, uh, combat still fairly plays like you know the first one. Um, as far as like like 
some of the character stuff has changed. Okay. Like, you know, some of the, you know, the animations have changed. They've they brought in a whole lot of, you know, more characters. Um, but as far as, like, the actual base, you know, like, I don't know. How like, no, no. Like, as far as the game goes, like, and the one thing they changed that I actually liked is now it's actually in English. Okay. Mm. So I don't have to sit there and just read the entire, um, the like entire, uh, yeah. I do too, right? But I'll have to read the entire uh, story. Like, I already know it. But at the same time, it's cool to see them actually talking in English. Okay, really cool. Because the whole first game is all in Japanese. They didn't dub any of it. Okay. So it was really hard to... So you, it was just reading all day then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But no, like, the combat's great. I can't wait the, for my nephews to come over or me to take it over to my nephew's house and play it. Because yeah. my youngest nephew, he's already a fan of My Hero because he likes Deku. Okay, And... Yeah. He stomped his older brother at it. So, <laughs> man, you're just gonna throw him under the bus. Oh yeah, that's always good stuff, man. It's but you up. know, it, it's so cool to see you know my nephews getting into it. Yeah, and they're both getting competitive with it. So I think it's so cool, you know. Yeah. So did you, did you that guys, almost reminds me of like that. That uh, what movie was it where the kid started? Oh no, it was uh, the Righteous Gemstones where he started like a, a fight club with all the the younger classmen. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. So you like. Watching little kids fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just cool because, you know, I got my start, like, actually getting good at video games through fighting games. So yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Seeing my nephews starting, you know, going down that same kind of yeah kind of road is really cool. Were you guys, uh, you and, and Z, have y'all ever been big uh, Samurai Showdown fans? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? So I'm assuming you guys know about the the collection. Yes. Yeah, it's coming out for. Or is it already out, or is it's coming out? It no, for, no. Uh, the last thing they did before it was like a re-release of uh, like three. It was supposed to be five games, man. Yeah, and this, this is this is like all of them. And, and then the the, the newest uh, installment or whatever in this new uh, collection is uh, five perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. there's a newer one that this came out was five. I think yeah. it was. And I see, I'm not a huge fighting fan, but that that dude, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, watching it being played, man, I was just like, wow. That I'm. I mean, I'm interested. As long as they have my favorite character in it, I'm good. Yeah, which is Galford, him, the, him and the wolf, the yeah. ninja with the wolf. That was he was my favorite character. It looked, yeah, it, it looked amazing. It looked really good. It, it, it looks like it's been taken care of, is what right, I'm saying. Right, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that one. I'm, I might actually buy that one. Okay, well, really cool, guys. Really cool. Um, with that, I guess we can go ahead and get into the news. Unless there's anything else you guys wanted to uh, say at the beginning. What were you playing? It wasn't I, Silent Hill. Actually, it was. It was Silent Hill. It was 3. Silent Hill three, and I actually have I have three pages of notes of Silent Hill three that I'd love to talk about. Yeah, we ain't got that much time. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. All right, so that's going to be the rest of the podcast. Right. Yeah. At that point, it was like, all right, let's go over here and drink, and we'll just let. I'm talking take, like probably 45 minutes to an hour. <clears throat> we'll let Joe Dan have the show. We'll just go drink. Yeah. And have that, at that point, I'll go. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty home. of comics y'all to look at. Why don't y'all leave? How about after the show, you just start talking about it, and I turn everything off? <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave the microphone in front of me? Sure. All right. Just won't be plugged <laughs> just won't be on. That's a deal. That's a deal. Done, son. All right. So let's get into the news. We don't have a lot of news, but uh, there was a couple of things I saw that were pretty interesting. The first thing is a new D&D board game. You've always wanted to get into tabletop RPGs but aren't sure where to start. The gods have smiled upon you with a new Dungeons & Dragons board game called D&D Adventure Begins. It's a co-op experience with character customization, iconic monsters, and a variety of bosses to choose from. It'll cost... You know, I think they call that D&D. Shh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Dad's talking. 
It'll cost $24.99 and launches on October 1st, 2020. This particular Dungeons & Dragons board game is designed as an entry point to the world of D&D. It also adds in different character personalities to choose from, a range of attacks to use, items to collect, and choices to make as a group. Because D&D Adventure begins with everyone has a chance to act as the Dungeon Master, the person running the story in this case by reading instructions on a card. It's a whistle-stop tour of full tabletop RPG mechanics. What's more, it gives classic mo- I'm sorry guys, it gives classic monsters a chance to shine. Each boss in D&D Adventure begins it is inspired by some of the game's most memorable creatures including the Beholder, which is essentially a bundle of eyes on a floating mouth. They all have a different set of challenges you'll need to overcome to reach them, and that makes each session different. So if this tickled your fantastical fancy, pre-orders are live as of today, July 28th, on Amazon. Okay, it's going to be just like D&D. You're going to have one DM who's going to run everything because mm-hmm. no one else so, is going to want to step up and do it. What are they saying, though? <clears throat> are they saying that there's like a, a, a card that has everything on it and everybody's just going to pass it around? and like No, it's no, probably no. like you draw a card, choose your own adventure where it's yeah. all shuffled up. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be like... Uh, that's, a, that's an insulting use of a beholder, by the way. Yes, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> Dude, I felt that whenever oh, I said it. The only thing was, more oh. insulting was them in what, the movie. What was it? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, we're level two. Let's fight this to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially a bundle a bundle of eyes on a floating mouth. Yeah, that's the worst that's, description. Oh, that's, that's, about how, that's about how Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, used them. Except no, that's exactly that's how exactly they use them. <laughs> as pit bulls, as guard dogs. I don't know, man. I mean, this kind of gets me excited for the younger crowd, for people that don't play D&D or don't have, like, dads that play D&D or whatever, kind of want to get into it. Screw those kids. <laughs> my kids. My kids actually play Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not watered down. Well, hopefully, I we mean... We don't do Bud Light in my house. <laughs> and it's one of those things, if you are going to water it down, water it down yourself... Just, yeah. Well, but that's Make what I'm saying. Though there's a lot of them there's a lot of people out there that don't know what that means to water it down. You know, like well, this. I mean, this sounds like a, a, a cash grab to get people that wear you know uh, the Smith shirts to think they're cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, there's lots of tutorials on YouTube. I will on say how to make D and D for kids. I will yeah, say yeah. that they, there's a lot in the box. I, I saw a picture of it. You know, it, it's it's got a full board. It's got miniatures. It's got like you know five or six different sets of dice. So, and so pretty much pick it up for the miniatures. Nothing else. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a good point. Twenty four ninety nine for what I saw was Especially like six. If they're all painted. Yeah, it was like six miniatures. I don't know if they're painted or not, but I mean. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I mean, if it's anything like the Magic: The Gathering game, at least the important pieces are painted, right? Yeah, or you know, colored individually. I feel you. Yeah. Oh, and speaking On of the Planeswalkers game that they came out. Yeah. With? Yeah. Speaking of yeah, like that's D&D. Where a chunk of my D and D minis came from. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what, uh, HeroScape was great for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HeroScape was really good for that. Yeah. But um, speaking of D and D stuff, you know, I actually saw the video of the the ten twenty. I saw it too. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Tell uh, you. I'm probably gonna grab one. Explain that real quick. What? The ten twenty that we we, we, that we pumped last we pumped time. Last the Kickstarter. Time. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I actually yeah. saw the so, YouTube video. Hi, so hi, <coughs> hi. welcome to Four Six Tabletops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I only <laughs> named this damn thing, and I don't know, dude. But no, but uh, so do you guys? Are do you guys feel different about it now? You, yeah. You guys feel like it's it looks be, cool. Yeah. It looks cool. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be balanced, uh, but it's 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 at least I, I a like cool it. novelty little it, thing. What yeah. would they do to, to? I mean, see that that was my problem too because I mean it's it's essentially empty. It's an empty piece of metal. Yeah. Well, what it's can a they do? Of making sure exactly each side is the exact same weight. 
Yeah, that's well, why that's I'm, I'm probably going to get like a stack of them, maybe like, you know, yeah. order five and get five. Well, and it, it's like I said on the last podcast, too. I feel like this is more of just like an emergency situation. No, it's, it's not an emergency situation. You don't think so? It's, it's a novelty. It's a cool little thing. Yeah. But it's definitely not. I, I'm depending on this to save yeah. my character from, you know, getting stuff. Yeah, no, I would so definitely you, not be using it. So once you fold them up. and You probably couldn't unfold them. Yeah, it. It, I wouldn't. It probably, yeah. Like okay. it's it's tin, so yeah. like it would probably just break. They had some really cool designs, man. Like it, it, it does look really cool, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually, you know, because I'm, I'm like him. I'm gonna buy a couple, and just because they they look they look cool. I'll, if you I'll, kept one in your wallet, man, it would just it would just bend and fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Just like a condom. That's a good point. <laughs> if they make a PlayStation one, I'm 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 definitely gonna get one. What? <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. I thought he was going to say something else. I did too. PlayStation Dude, I'm down, man. I definitely get that. All right. Oh, my God. Moving on. Moving on. always break? Number two. Wow. With the assist. Good job. All right. All right. Talk about a red ring of death. That's Xbox. No, that didn't land. Zero. I'm not going to act like that landed. No. Uh-uh. No. Stop. Number two. Following following considerable backlash, developer Wells Interactive and PlayStation have pulled the reveal trailer of Gamer Girl, which was revealed yesterday for PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. So did they pull the trailer, or they stopped the game altogether? I, I don't Nothing's know Nothing's been said about the game being stopped. Even through this whole article, I don't think they know yet. Now, I will say that they still have a release date that hasn't been taken down. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's cool. Because it looks like a great game. Dude, it really does. It really... It, it, and I know this sounds weird, and you guys are like, what do you... But Night Trap, it reminds me of... I used to have fun playing yeah. Night Trap as yeah. a kid, and this really kind of, like, got that essence for me. You know what I mean? So I really hope it comes out, man, because I really want to try. I think that what's going on here is just another... You're taking one element, you know, of the game, and you're turning it into, like, that's what the whole thing's supposed to be, and I, I just don't feel that way about it. But hold on, l- let me get through a little bit of this article real quick. Despite being a smaller release from a smaller developer, Gamer Girl was quickly trending on Twitter as the internet slammed and criticized the FMV game. For those that don't know, Gamer Girl is a FMV choice-based adventure game, and coming... <laughs> FMV choice-based adventure game where you play as a moderator for an up-and-coming female streamer who is under the threat of an anonymous predator who hides in the stream's chat. Adopt the role of the moderator for up-and-coming streamer AbbyCake99, who's back online after the mysterious disappearance of her friend Becky. Reads an official pitch of the game. Feature your multi-branch narrative and real-time chat simulation. Your role as... See, okay, what does that mean? Real-time chat simulation. That's not, like, online, like, they have somebody talking to you. That's just, like, saying... No, that. no, it's, it's an AI, it's, just like... Because yeah, that is creepy. Like, that those, would, like those porn bots you get all the time, like... I know they hit me up on... I mean, they hit me up on, like, PSN and all kinds of stuff. Hey, what, yeah. are, you, what are you doing? What yeah. is it? They're, like, porn bots. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're it's, on it's Facebook com- as It's complete well. AI. Instagram, what, they're on everything. What are they saying to you? Uh, check out my, like... Yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. you're talking about like yeah, yeah. They'll have a, they'll have a It'll always be like some girl's name or something on it. Yeah, they'll have a full conversation with you, like, dude, you're a robot. No, no. How is that either. going on on like something like Xbox Live or the PlayStation Network? I, I mean, you can you can set up those. I mean, yeah. it's like auto dialers. You can set yeah. them up anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Most of them have like uh, you know you can tie to it. You know how Google had Google Phone and you could mm-hmm. get a random number. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking same, about. Same thing. Same concept. Featuring multi-branch narrative and real-time chat simulation, your role as moderator is to control the stream, level up mod powers, guide Abby's choices, and uncover the threat she faces by anonymous predator who hides in the stream's chat. As you would expect, while some allured by the game's unconventional premise, others were quick to point out its issues. 
Includes including the fact that it's essentially selling trauma. See, I don't know. I don't get, dude. I mean, a lot of you could say a lot of games are selling trauma. Yeah. So yeah, manhunt. Dude, I'll in postal. Yeah. Okay. See, but those are way over. You know what I mean? That's not this. You know, I, I mean, at least not from what I saw from the trailer. It looks like it looks like something that you're playing like like. Not, it's it's marginalizing a small group, and you know, yeah. they definitely are offended by it. You know? Yeah. If, yeah. if, if you I had just, to experience. You know, if you had to experience a, like a, a terror-based game like Silent Hill, you probably wouldn't want to play Silent Hill. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, here's a statement that that uh, that Wells Interactive actually put out on Twitter, trying to clarify what they're doing here. You guys, tell me what you think about uh, about this response from Wells. Gamer Girl is about the impact user comments and actions have on streamers' mental health and well-being. The reason why FMV Future created the game was to raise the issue of the toxic environment, which can often appear online behind the anonymity of a username. Gamer Girl was co-written by Alexandra Burton, the lead actress who improvised the entire script. The research and the streaming content of Gamer Girl took four years, and the dev team at FMV Future interviewed dozens of female streamers, most of whom have experienced abuse of various kinds online. Some have even shared their experiences during interviews within the game. Players start the game as one of Abby's friends, whom she trusts, and it is their job to make the channel a success, but also to guide the stream to keep Abby in a positive frame of mind. Online abuse is real and is still happening every day. Gamer Girl seeks to raise awareness of this issue. Uh, you know, I disagree with that. I think Gamer Girl exists to create, you know, a revenue for that video game company. And yeah. it, it is exploitation, but, yeah. like, film genres are completely centralized around exploitation. So, you know, while I, while I you know, I feel sorry for people that were attacked and, and had to experience in real life... And this is a fictional piece. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's 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 got artistic license. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, I mean, really, what it boils down to is, you know, censoring art once again. Where we're back on that whole spiel. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I still want to play it, and I'm not going to feel bad about playing it unless there's something like ridiculous in there. Like I'm like, okay, guys, this is. This is. But I played The Last of Us Part Two, so I don't really see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm, hopefully it comes out. I think. Yeah, it, I hope it does too. It, it, yeah. still, it still has a, re- a release date for September 20th. Um, I know that Wells is a really cool studio. I don't know if you guys have ever played their games. Have you ever played a Late Shift or? Um, no. Late Shift is a really cool game. It's about a guy that works the Late Shift at a, a valet uh, parking mm-hmm. lot or whatever, and he gets into all kinds of stuff with the mob. It's so cool. It, it, really cool concepts that these guys are coming up with. I really hope that this little bump right here doesn't. You know, move them into another direction because I think that their stuff's pretty cool. All right, number three. For nearly two and a half decades, Nintendo fans have been trying to verify that Mario's brother Luigi was somehow hidden away in the files of Nintendo 64 Classic Super Mario 64. Thanks to this weekend's so-called Giga Leaks, Luigi's Mario 64 flies files have been verified, finally providing one of the longest-running games gaming myths to be true. How good does that feel? Very good, judging from the internet fan reaction. Mario 64 was supposed to have multiplayer. Mario and Luigi running about together in three dimensions was supposed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But as Mr. Iwata and Miyamoto discussed in 2009, Nintendo was able, wasn't able to pull it off back then. But how can there be a modern 3D Mario game without Luigi? That's the question that drove countless fans to hunt for the plumber's taller, greener brother in Mario 64 for all of these years. Driven by their passion for Mario Player 2 and a strange statue appearing in the game that may have read, may have read, L is real, 2401. Fans tried everything they could to think of to unlock Luigi. Where decades of searching failed, this weekend's GigaLeaks succeeded. Files and textures for Luigi were found among these weekend's Nintendo 64 leaks. Skimming through the textures from the leak, fans discovered the green L that rests atop the Better Brothers hat. 
Along with special images representing Luigi's mustache and sideburns, he was in pieces, but fans rebuilt him. So... So they Frankensteined him. They it, made him but strong. It's still yeah, not, most, most of the stuff was there, though. But I, it, I, I watched a lot. I, I yeah. saw a lot of the pictures and stuff. But it's still not like they like they found him in the gamer. No, 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 no. So they just found the files that said, okay, yeah, it was supposed to happen at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I, I, I know that through through the years, there's been videos on videos on videos of that damn statue and that, that, yeah. that little <laughs> quote that, that's on there. That I, Do y'all have any insight on what that was there for besides it being Luigi? Has yeah, there been no, any rumors I, or anything yeah, like no that? Idea. I have no, no idea. No, no, like, really, it's just... It's, it, 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 it seems like it's just people fishing. Well, it's really. kind of eerie, though, because it is there. It's in the game, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and it really could have been, you know, they had plans to make, you know, Mario 64 uh, a two-player game. Yeah. But, you know, again... The did you, did you, 64 was did you see any other, other pictures from the dump? Because like there's a like a thin Yoshi. Yeah, that looks horrible. Yeah, no, I mean the only pictures I saw were of like his sideburns and his mustache and all that and all that stuff that they found. Well, they actually had stuff from other games too, some Super Nintendo games and. Oh really? Yeah, there's there's actually uh, there was a, a sprite where Luigi is flipping off the player. Really? Yeah, for, <laughs> wow. for Super Mario World. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, yeah. But I just thought that that was really interesting. It's been a long time coming for anything. I guess it's cool that they found something. You know, uh, even though it wasn't actually. I mean, but really, did they really find something? No, I mean, I don't all, know. All they, all they had was like prototype images. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. Went, there wasn't there wasn't actual gameplay or anything. Right. So I mean, you can't yeah. really say, hey, we found this. No, no, no. no. See, and it, and that's goes, how I kind of. It goes back to where it was like when it was on the DS that you actually had like four playable characters. Yeah. Right. So. Right, so it's which just, was really cool. Was, yeah, who was it? It was uh, Luigi, Peach, Toad, and Wario. Okay, cool. Yeah, really cool stuff. All right, and this is our wrap. No, it up. Wasn't, was it Toad? I don't think it was Toad. I think it was just Luigi, Peach, and Wario. You're you're definitely going to be right before I'm right on that. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. All right, and the last one's wrap up, boys. New Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into this one. It seems the lasting remnants of Kojima's survival horror cult hit PT is not without bearing fruit. It seems Hideo Kojima is interested in working on a new game, and he wants renowned horror manga artist Junji Ito to work on it with him. The reports of Kojima finally returning to horror after all these years are coming into fruition. In an interview by Viz Media during Comic-Con at Home 2020 via comicbook.com, Ito was asked whether he was working on any video game projects, to which he answered no, but noted that he was, in fact, in contact with Kojima about a possible horror game. However, I do know director... This is quote, by the way, by Ito. However, I do know that director Kojima and I have been in conversation that he might have a horror-based game that he may be doing, and so he has invited me to work on that, but there are no details on it yet. While the vague language used in Ito's answer does not confirm that Kojima's next project will definitely be a horror game, or at the very least, we do know that he is working on something horror-themed. Whether or not, whether or not the game will actually be released remains to be seen. Of course, but so, still exciting. So basically, nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, so that whole, that whole you, article, you saw might, article that it, had Hideo Kojima. It might happen. It. it might happen. And if it does, it's going to be epic. Because it's going to be a horror game like directed by Hideo Kojima, and that's all he cared about. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a horror game directed by Hideo Kojima. And have you guys seen you that? You got blinded. Have you, have you guys seen that, that Ito guy's uh, art? Yeah. 
Dude, he's yes. so what, what is he? What is he? Uh, I, I didn't know a lot about him until this article. But what, is he, what does he do? Like what? what manga it's horror did, art. No, I'm it's saying, it. what manga did he? Uh, oh, it's in Japanese. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But dude, yeah, it's really cool stuff. Like really freaking but Silent still. Hill esque. But really still, cool. you, you just saw Kojima. You were just like, I gotta read it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But that, I'm not gonna fight you on that. That's exactly what happened happen. after I saw that story. And like you five days guys, ago. would you fight me if I had like tickets to go see Hideo Kojima, it. like in person? Do what? Anything. And he's like, he's like doing. Uh, he's singing Rocket Man like uh, William Shatner. I'd pay to go see that. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see that. I wonder. <laughs> That know. sounds horrible. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, no, not just that, but I mean, th- there's got to be a way. There's things that he would probably do that can't be mentioned on this podcast. This is true. There's got to be a way to get to him. <laughs> See, that's you, so you, you sounded so easy. <laughs> that guy's like a, this is Stan. By that guy <laughs> feels Kojima. All right, guys, and that is the news. So let's go ahead and get into. <laughs> This episode's Road Row Retro is 1996 animated sports comedy film Space Jam. Space Jam cost $80 million to make and brought in $230 million in the box office. I didn't realize it was that much. I thought Cool World did it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a really... Dude, that's a good one, actually. I, 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 I need to remember that one. Uh, yeah, so directed by Joe Pitka and starring basketball player, obviously, Michael Jordan. The film presents a fictionalized account of what happened between Jordan's initial retirement from the NBA in 1993 and his 1995 comeback, in which he is enlisted by the Looney Tunes to help them win a basketball match against a group of aliens who intend to enslave them as attractions in a theme park. LeBron's going to do it so much better. <laughs> so is you that a thing? So? Is that still a thing? Is that still being talked Apparently about? Apparently it is. Apparently, but I, I don't see it ever happening. But. No. So... What has okay? What has Warner Brothers done with Looney Tunes? In there the was past? a couple of Brendan Fraser ones. Well, yeah, I yeah. know that, but say like the past like ten years, they, they've they've relaunched them like three or four times. Have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, like actual change. short cartoons. <clears throat> yeah, on yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They try they try to make it more of like a uh, like a ongoing drama with with a uh, you know a, a permanent yeah. plot line. Yeah. Okay, and it just didn't work, and so they 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 relaunched it into shorts, and then they relaunched it again into like a drama type. Well, and I would imagine yeah. that because I mean I think anytime that when we, uh, Bugs and Daffy lived together, yeah, I think that anytime that any of us think of the Looney Tunes, we're thinking of sketch comedy, right? I mean, like it's always yeah. like a situation, short, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's a situational you know comedy that takes place for. Whatever it does, ten it minutes, it doesn't need a. a oh, I, I, I blame my entire love for classical music, you know, solely based on Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Rabbit, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that, that, that whole yeah, the flight skit. of the Valkyries. There's yeah, they did a, yeah. a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, besides Michael Jordan, uh, Billy West plays uh, Bugs Bunny in this. Uh, he just got run over. <laughs> Daffy Duck is played by D. Bradley Baker, which I'm not sure what he plays, but I know that he's played in the Avatar: The Last Airbender, SpongeBob SquarePants, American Dad, Steve Universe, Phineas and Ferb, blah, blah, blah. Like you do. I mean, Steven Universe. Steven. I, th- I, yeah. I said Steven Universe. Steven no, you Universe. Said Steve. Did I? Yeah. yeah. We'll have to roll that back. Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna do it. No. All right. So yeah. So Space Jam was released theatrically in the United States on November fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, by Warner Bros. The film was a box office success, opening at number one at the North American box office and grossing over two hundred and thirty million dollars worldwide, becoming the highest grossing basketball film of all time. What about Love and Basketball? I was loving basketball. I was going to say. What about Air Bud? I bet that upsets Leo, man. Yeah, Leo. Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio, Love and Basketball. Right. 
I don't think he was in that. Unless, Leo, unless okay. Leonardo DiCaprio oh, became a black, black dude. Are y'all messing with me? Hold on. I was like, did Leo become a black dude for that movie? Did he Wait pull a, a Robert just, just hold on. Hold on, because I got to get to the bottom of this now. I don't remember that. Because I think Nicole loves that movie, and Leo wasn't in that one. I don't remember it. I've done drugs, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention to Leonardo DiCaprio's career until... Basketball Diaries. Sorry, guys. I was Ooh. thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, way too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Basketball Diaries. Sorry. All right. Yeah, that, that that's my fault. That's wow. My fault. That's, wow. I did that to myself. All right. So, uh, so one thing I wanted to bring up about this movie and the production of it, there was one point where uh, Ivan Rittman, which is the supervising animator for this movie, he actually got in contact with Robert Zemeckis obviously of who framed Roger Rabbit and asked him you know do you have any advice on what we should do you know to make a movie like this and his reply was straight up Robert said straight up don't do it and nearly killed me so if, if that says anything about how people felt about making the film that's really interesting and it makes it even more interesting because you have somebody like somebody as huge as Michael Jordan partaking in it and uh I, I think it was like a perfect storm for that film to be made man yeah. it's like him coming out of See, like baseball and and everything just lining mm-hmm. up for them. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he was horrible at baseball. Yeah, he was yeah. horrible at baseball. They, was he they good showed at golf? that. Yeah, no, he was good. He at was golf. good at golf, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, but no, they even show that in this movie. He was horrible at baseball. Yeah, like he. So he that's sucked. factual. That was like yeah. a thing. I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember Michael Jordan, obviously. But yeah, no, as a as a basketball player, he was amazing. But yeah. baseball, he sucked. Yeah, so after only a week, the animation work was so complicated that Warner Brothers contacted more studios, including reassigning the feature animation division of in Glendale from working on Quest mm-hmm. for Camelot in 1998 to Space Jam. Oh, yeah, because Quest for Camelot, I don't even remember that movie. I don't yeah, either. Yeah. It was, eh. it's, on, I, it's on Netflix right now. And, and Why did I, I remember never... that being a Don Bluth film? But that was way too late for Don Bluth, wasn't it? No? Don't get no, because We're Back was a Don Bluth film. Yeah. That was yeah. like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, apparently, I mean, it, it, it definitely had its production problems. Um, but like Zero says, it's like a perfect storm. To yeah, no, I mean, movie. the popularity was going to be there no matter what because you have Michael Jordan, and yeah, you know, like you said, there was so much going on with him. Everybody just wanted to see him anyway. So, which I, dude, I mean, Michael Jordan is probably. I mean, obviously, none of us know Michael Jordan, but I personally like, no. I, no, but but I feel like he's just like a genuinely like. Nice guy, you know what I mean? Like, like all around nice guy. You never hear any bad stories about him, do you? Dude, I mean, he's put money into funding entire medical facilities yeah. for lower income that, areas. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. So it, it, it's it, it's nice to see that you know something like that. You know, still yeah. walking around this earth, man. Because you don't yeah. see that kind of stuff anymore. So yeah, not really. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, a lot a lot of trouble in the production of, of, of this film, but. uh yeah, uh, as far as this filming goes, Space Jam was one of the first ever productions to be shot on a virtual studio. Jordan filmed in a 360-degree green screen room with motion trackers, playing and acting alongside green-suited NBA players and improv actors taken from Groundlings Theater and school around him serving as placement identifiers for the animated characters with a CGI background replica of real-life settings. So, yeah. Um, I would hate to do the mocap for him, like, you know, dunking and yeah. you know, doing all the actual... Yeah, you well, know, basketball stuff, especially back in like '96. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hate to do the mocap yeah, work. He's, for yeah, that. he's God, dude. Jordan's like what six seven. I would hate to do the motion cap for Wayne Knight. 
<laughs> yeah, because they had to do Yeah, Wayne Knight, man. Uh, I forget, him and Bill Murray are both in this film. Yeah. And uh, they're very welcome, though. You know what I mean? Like, I mean. Larry Bird was in it. Yeah. Larry bit. Bird, yeah. See, that I did forget that. I, I was watching, like, the, tra- the, the trailer or something yeah. on it, and I saw Larry. He's sitting there playing golf could, with him. That's, yep. that's such a cool moment that I didn't. I was, dude, I had no idea as a kid what was happening, but having Michael Jordan and Larry Bird on film together was such a cool. But then you got, like, it was like, it's such a cool McDonald's commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. It really and then you is. Got, you got like, you know, Muggsy Bowen. And, Did you play it on uh, Nintendo? Space Jam? No. No. Uh, Jordan versus. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Jordan yeah. versus Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, you know, you had all the you know basketball players. But my first thing was like, if you're going to take someone with skill, why take, you know, Charles Barkley? Yeah. Charles Barkley's got skill, dude. Yeah. Charles well, Barkley's a good player. Especially Patrick at Ewing. the same time when they Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. Patrick Ewing was really good. I mean, yeah, all these guys Ewing was really good. good. A lot of these Muggsy guys Bowen. had made yeah, it to Muggsy the dream was, team. Yeah. yeah. Muggsy I, Bowen's, though, that... that I he, remember genuinely, like, enjoying, even as a kid, watching Muggsy play on TV. Yeah, but yeah. he was so short, though. That's yeah, what well, made that's it so what made cool. it interesting, yeah. though, man. Like, it was like, you weren't used to seeing that. Right. He was the crow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Space Jam was one of the earliest animated productions to use digital technology. 2D animation and background layers were first done on paper before being scanned into silicon graphic image files through camera generation systems. Yada, yada. So, I guess that... Wait, well, how is that the first time that was done when we had stuff like like Roger Rabbit and Cool World? It was done differently. They they rotoscoped all all of... Can you explain that? Yeah. Okay, so they actually had animators come in and paint the film. Really? Individual Mm -hmm. film was painted. And it said, like, uh, what's his name? Also said that... uh, Who was was the actor in there? Uh, Mario Mario. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Bob, Bob, uh, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, right? Bob Hoskins. He's, he said, like, if, if he was uh, supposed to grab the character, if he's supposed to interact with the character, he had to remember, like, keep his hand like a claw or solid or anything like that. Because if he opened up his hand and you could, they would have to paint the character in between his fingers, yeah. it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars to do it. Really? So they, they individually painted each one of the frames for that movie. That's why that movie was, like, so crazy. If they had to retake something or reshoot something... All of that stuff was scrapped, Dude, and they had to paint it. It's again. so crazy how much yeah. money this stuff costs, man. Or, that's or why they said don't, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because I mean, that's nuts, man. Just to think about of that kind of pressure. You know what I mean? Like that kind and of. You can, do, you can do that kind of bullshit on on your iPhone now for like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, just thinking about that, man. I that's nuts, dude. I, no wonder, man. I mean, besides Cool World, Roger Rabbit, and this one. Can y'all think of it? I mean, they didn't venture too far into this stuff monkey earlier. Bone. I mean, huh? oh, monkey, monkey bone. bone, yeah, monkey yeah. bone with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. He yeah. was in like four, three out of the three out of the six films that actually did this process. Yeah, yeah. He must monkey have, bone uh, two. He yeah, did two, two different. Well, it must have uh, not bothered him that much, or, or maybe he genuinely enjoyed it for some reason. Because yeah, you're right. He, I mean, he, dude, did a lot he played of the caveman in Encino Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean that's I, I love that. Right movie. I like that movie. But, uh, yeah, I love but that. But that movie, goes but. to show where he can go right. when he does a role. Well, I mean he, he had a pretty tragic you know, third act, but I mean we're not we don't need yeah, to go into that, it. That's Remember when he was on Step by Step? No. Brendan Fraser? No. Brendan Fraser was on the Step was by on Step? Was on Step by Step? I swear he was at one point. Are you talking about the sick? No, I know you're. Th- you're talking about that doofy looking guy. Cody. You're talking about Cody. Yeah, Cody. No, that dude was yeah. like a mixed martial artist. Man. Yeah, he yeah. lived in the van. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he was a kickboxer yeah. for real. Right. He's like a wife beater too. Dude. Yeah. He was like he had a real tragic story. But yeah, I mean, they, they definitely worked their ass off for this movie. You wouldn't, you know, think about it when you're watching it. But I mean, it took a lot of work, man. I mean, not just licenses and you know that kind of behind the scenes stuff, but like Zero was saying. Uh, so Zero, what would be the difference between what they're doing? 
this movie and what you just described to us, it's easier. It, it's yeah, the animation's all like done animation style, and then they just kind of superimpose oh, with, yeah, with okay, computer okay. graphics. You know, yeah. yeah. And you know the other way, like you're taking kind of like the literal from film. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything's done done in a computer, whereas uh, whereas opposed, you actually have to have you know hundreds of people sitting there painting frames that are drawn on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, but I will say like Roger Rabbit also did have. You know, it was it was cross studio because there's a scene in there with Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. That's right, so. dude. Yeah, that's right. And I and I remember even as a kid wondering that. Like, and Donald I, and Daffy. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. There's a lot of them, uh-huh. but I remember Mickey being just yeah. out of place. You know, whenever yeah. you see him on screen. Because you had Donald and Daffy doing the whole piano. Yeah. Uh, scene in. Mm-hmm. And the bar. And the bar area. Yeah. yeah. So. God, dude, that was such a. There were some scary ass scenes in that movie. I remember as a kid. Oh, the dude. shoe getting the dip. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's God, nightmare yeah. feel. Man. Like it still makes me clench my hand whenever. Christopher I watch Lloyd it, said dude. that's one of his one of his favorite films that he's ever done. Yeah, and, and he says he still gets like people coming up to him this day talking about how scary that scene was. Because that that was a scary when he villain. Sits there and gets the eyes like yeah. 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 But he was just out. like he was just a freaky character. It, in that movie. Yeah, yeah, like like how his head comes to a pin. He's got yeah. a little you know bush of hair on the side. There's like, it's, it's so almost weird. like we should have done Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there was a lot of experimentation with motion blur with the 2D characters, especially with Tweety. Um, The workflow was that an artist would track some specific points on the sequence of 2D characters on black that came from the animation house, and I think it was able to take a basic roto shape as well, and then it would generate an... I'm sorry, guys. It would generate an interpolated motion vector field, which could be applied as a variable directional blur. Don't know what that means, but it sounds like they knew what they were doing. I actually understood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool stuff, right? Uh, it, it is for its time, man. But it's like it's it, it, very outdated. I'm, 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 it, yeah, I'm it's sure. it's completely it's completely overused and and almost graphic design. So period. let's talk about the music really quick before we get into our, the short synopsis. Which uh, part, like the Quad City DJs, well, Space I'm, Jam, or, yeah, or well, R. Kelly? I believe I can fly. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, all right. I don't know. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of different artists are, broke are, down on the sound, are on the soundtrack. Soundtrack sold enough albums to be certified as six times platinum. It also served as a high point for musical artist R. Kelly. The song I Believe I Can Fly not only was it a hit, but earned him two Grammy Awards. Other tracks include a cover of Steve Miller Band's Fly Like an Eagle by Seal. Hit him, yep. Hit him High, good. the Monstars anthem by Be Real, Buster Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method Man. Yep. Yep. Basketball Jones by Barry White and Chris. Uh, that was so. Uh, that's the that's the song I remember. It's just really weird. It was it was, it was a really weird. Hit him High was always my yeah, favorite. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was a really huge, weird moment though. Huge whenever. Method Man fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I Turn to You by All for One and For You I Will by Monica. The film's title song was performed by Quad City DJs. Yeah. Yeah, so a pretty, pretty epic soundtrack. Uh, I mean, it seems like, I mean, the money was there. So I mean, it was were, a, don't get me wrong, it was a good soundtrack. It really was. Yeah. yeah. I just got tired of I Believe You, I Could Fly. Well, yeah, I think, every, yeah, dude, I think everybody did. It, it was I, I think, I, honestly, I think, you know, the, the bigger single off it was was Fly Like an Eagle, man. I, I like that one yeah. way better. I liked the the style that they that they brought to that yeah. that Steve Miller song. Now, honestly, yeah. that one, like I said before, honestly, it was that one and, uh, the uh, Monstars, they, that yeah. song was, like, my favorite yeah. out yeah. of the two. And the Monstars are so, I mean, the way that their characters look whenever they, t- you know, take the talent or whatever and they, they inject themselves with the talent, I just love the art style. 
uh, in this whole movie and just seeing those aliens the, the way they were drawn out was really cool because they were really imposing they, they were they, like, like I wanted the yeah. toys so bad dude, I, you know? I had like, a bunch of the toys yeah. I still I still have a Marvin the Martian where he's he's got a whistle because he's a referee yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I still have, that's <laughs> that's so cool yeah because I remember loving uh, the way those aliens looked as a kid they just looked so freaking cool man. They, and it was cool to see you know new original Warner Brothers characters because that wasn't something you, you got back in the day like mm-hmm. when you know hey here's Porky Pig he's a new character yeah yeah you know? no. and they were genuinely cool yeah like you're saying they were interesting but you know? but like that was the thing one of them you know the one that stuck out and the one that lasted forever was Lola Bunny and she's honestly yeah. the most badass character that yeah. they've come out yeah. with they, in they, a long time they did but, then, a really, they, but they, then they changed her around so much the newer stuff yeah, See, yeah I, who cares, I, I just don't I, I, yeah I don't she look was because, because I will yeah. say that they, they, they did a really good job with Lola Bunny and I'm not saying that you just you know the, the art design or whatever I mean they could have made that really corny and cheesy really easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so it's no. where you you almost kind of cringe. I can see it, and, and you yeah. know what I mean. I can see it in my head. But I, she was such a a, a needed and well executed adaption to Bugs. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so cool to just see those two on screen. Yeah, they did a really good job with Lola. Lola was a lot of fun, and it, it was definitely something that uh, that was needed in the film. So a lot of guys who I, I remember the toys uh, like the stuffed. Bugs in the Space Jam uniform and Lola in the Space Jam u- uniform being up at Six Flags as uh-huh. a prize. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. For the longest time. Bad. Dude, yeah. yeah. The Toon Squad jersey. jersey. Yeah. The Six Flags, dude. They had they had merch everywhere for Space Jam, man. Because it was their big thing right there. Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers. It was great. Yeah. You know, because... And there, but, was a, there was a lot to sell. There and uh, to I'm sell. sorry, I know we're getting into a little bit of the movie, but the Yosemite Sam, Elmer Fudd doing the, almost the... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, oh, Pulp Fiction scene where they're both yes. Yes, yeah. yes, dude. And it's got the music playing in yeah. the background, dude. Yeah. They can't do that anymore. No. They, they can't uh-huh. do that anymore. But that was so cool, man. Yeah. Well, that's why even now when they're, they've got the redone uh, <laughs> Looney Tunes shorts on HBO. Yeah. They've yeah. changed around some of the stuff so much. Well, I was going to say, even even though it's on HBO, haven't they still taken out, like, guns? Yeah, and, yeah. They, can, some, like, they, can have, they can have guns anymore, which... They, I, mean, I heard they can't even hit each other with mallets and stuff over the head. But like, they can it's blow each other. Very... But they can blow each other up. Okay. See, I heard it's got to be like really concentrated and understood what's happening in every scene. It can't just be this wacky thing, which is what the Looney Tunes are. So I don't, I don't really have any interest in in even trying to watch it. But. Some of them are actually pretty good. Are they? I'll yeah, take... yeah, they are, man. It's yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of Bugs is trying to get on the roller coaster. It's kind of new humor, you yeah. know, it, like because they have. They have to. Yeah, they, have they have to, to find to. a way to make you laugh, and they do it. You know, it's 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 not gonna ever change. I mean, cartoons are gonna entertain kids. Yeah. Period. You know, you know, just just because we had you know black, yeah, I, black cats and, and and that's what I like. I, I don't want to sound like the old man or whatever, man. You are. But we are the old. <laughs> we are but, the old men. No, and, and I, I do. I really. I want my son to have his own opportunity to fall in love with his own characters or whatever. Yeah. Even my old characters being new you know so yeah I, I definitely understand that and, and, and I respect that too I, w- I watch a lot of the newer cartoons with my kids man yeah. I mean, what does it come on is it all on HBO now or no there's still Cartoon is, is Network is there Cartoon Network yeah. Boomerang and all that Boomerang just still shows the original old shit yeah. Okay, so Boomerang doesn't show like the Flintstones or Jetsons. Or yeah, they, yeah, they show all that. Okay, yeah. old Hanna Barbera. All, all, it's all old. Okay, okay. Yeah. it's See. mostly it's mostly Hanna Barbera. Scooby Doo and all that. And they yeah, got all, like, the, all like the old ones. sometimes they'll do like a uh, some of the older Cartoon Network stuff like Dexter's Yeah, Cartoon 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 Network has like three other channels, okay. so you can you can go in and, and pick like 
you know, just straight up Looney yeah. Tunes or whatever, or anything like that. I remember when, when Boomerang kind of like first, Nick at Night and everything. Yeah, yeah. I remember when, when Boomerang first came out. Dude, my, my dad was, um, you know, like he, he was in heaven with oh, it because it, it had Yogi. It was all like Wacky Racer. Yeah, I had Yogi. John. Yeah, yeah, I had Yogi Bear. He had a uh, Mr. Ray Magoo Ray. and stuff like that. You know, like, well, all see, that. I, like I watch it for uh, uh, Johnny Quest and. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of the I old ones, like Quest. the original Space Ghost and everything Johnny like that. Johnny Bravo. Because I, dude, oh, I, Co- I know. I that love, I, I love the original Space Ghost, mm-hmm. and I love the Space Ghost TV Coast series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Brack, the, the Brack show came out, oh, dude, yeah. that was gold. That was their pinnacle. That was their yeah. peak. Yeah. I loved the Brack show. And we're getting so far away from Space Jam. No, well, that's <laughs> fun, dude, hilarious. I, that's that's, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that, man. Like, we need to be able to have a, a you know, a conversation about right whatever we want to talk about. So it don't feel like you're, you know, no, no, I'm just laughing at it. Because like we do this every time, we, yeah. we go far right and then we go back to the middle, then we go left, then we come back to the middle. But somewhere in this is there is a there is a, a, a movie review. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have the synopsis to go through real quick. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we can skip that. Everybody, everybody knows. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 I'm cool with it too. It is. I mean, it's Space Jam, and you guys know what's going on here. It's, yeah, you, you can. We can just talk. Uh, we can just talk about Space Jam. <laughs> aliens come to Earth. Like five sentences. So yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to round up this, this synopsis. You got a. Uh, <laughs> Aliens come down to kidnap the Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes recruit Michael Jordan to play in a basketball tournament. I thought we weren't going to do a synopsis. That they challenge them in, and they beat them. And that's it. Yeah, everyone goes home happy. Yep. Zero. Yeah, it's great. No, I'm sure. Well, except for Danny Whatever. DeVito. <laughs> well, yeah. it wasn't really Danny DeVito. No. It just sounded like it him. It just sounded like him a lot. It was Danny DeVito. No. No. Yeah. He, wa- he wasn't in that movie. Yes, he was. No, it wasn't Danny DeVito. Yeah, no. going right over his head. <laughs> it was Danny DeVito. No, it wasn't Danny DeVito. <laughs> Bill Murray was in the movie. Danny DeVito Larry Bird was, was in the movie. Danny yeah. DeVito was in the Danny but, DeVito but was not Bill in the Murray? movie. Which Bill Murray? Oh my God! Shut <laughs> up, dude. That's it. You know what? <laughs> That's Damon. <laughs> 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 we have to have those troll moments, you know? <gasps> I can't wait for you to fall asleep tonight. <laughs> why? I want to know. What? I mean... I mean, wow. It's not going to be butt stuff again for the punishments, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Well, of course. That can be Even that can be taken out of context. Oh, hell. But <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, no. Context. Like, honestly, this movie was, you know, it still holds up fairly well, man. It... Yeah, yeah uh, it definitely. I mean, it's one of those films that, that that's going to hold a place for you. I'm not going to say like it's. It's not the greatest movie. It's still not. But it's, well, it's not. It's, it's good. Not, no, I mean, a, a lot of work went into it, and it, I think I think it's really well done. Just and and I love the guy, but Michael Jordan's just not an actor, man. No, he's and, a pretty bad actor. And you felt it through the whole movie. Every time he was on screen, he was like, "Yeah, like when he was trying to pick up Tweety." You guys are really like forcing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I mean, and the cool uh, one of the things I like too. Was everybody had like that monster they liked? Yeah, yeah. Because I liked the little red one. Uh huh. He was my favorite because I don't know he just looked evil to me. Yeah, I liked the the blue guy, the little like stoner guy, the the who thinner one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot. What about you? Hmm. I probably have to say the orange one. The orange one was cool too. I remember wanting that toy also. The one they actually pants and like. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm surprised they got away with that. Well, yeah, it was the butt cheeks. It wasn't like you know. No, that's shit. what I'm saying though. I'm surprised they got away with like full Jordan on. Jordan was happy with that scene. Yeah, they, they, I mean, well, it is weird because <laughs> they could have very well just drew underwear on them, and it probably would have had a funnier effect to it, maybe because they do the whole well, like polka, polka dot underwear yeah. thing or whatever. But no, it, 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 was, it was like full on. Just they were like, "Fuck that!" Big orange ass cheeks right there. It's like, God damn. What <laughs> about you, Zero? Uh, I actually like the little red guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really cool. Well, that was Space Jam. Um, If you want to watch Space Jam, it's definitely on HBO Max right now. I'm sure you can find a copy of it on DVD. It's like Uh, a dollar on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazon, you can find a copy of it anywhere, any thrift store. Or you you probably still have your VHS copy. Yeah. Yeah. If if you were like me, you might have your original VHS. I don't don't have the VHS to it. I never had the VHS to that one. I'll, I did, yeah. yeah. I had it. I'll be looking for it. As grainy as the day I left it. If I find <laughs> it, I'll buy it for sure. I've, I actually recently watched uh, the VHS of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, God. wow. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I, ah, dude, I love that movie so much, man. That's definitely one of those movies that... That's that, Christina that's Applegate, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. I um, love Kelly Bundy. But yeah, all right. Yeah, that was the Rubber Retro. Good job, boys. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next segment. 21 or up. 21 or up. Here we go. All right. Give me one second. I think I have a different first question this time. Oh, my God. Okay. But it's one that would help. Just because you know him. Yeah. Is it Space Jam on Super Nintendo? <laughs> no. Is it uh, as your dreams? It's not a real game. <laughs> as tradition dictates, Tim... You have the first question. Is it a Kojima game? No. Wow. Is it an RPG? Yes. God damn. Is it on the PlayStation? No. Damn, that, that takes away a whole bunch of RPGs then. Cause... Yeah. Well, and you weren't asking like exclusive, so you were just asking on the PlayStation. Um, was it on the N64? No. Was it on the SNES? N- no. That's five. Was it on the NES? No. So was it an Xbox game then? Was it before 2000? No. As tradition dictates, I'll burn a hint. Okay. This this game involves fighting. That's not much of a hint because everything involves fighting. Every RPG in- involves some kind of fighting. Yeah. I'll bring another hint. Okay. This game originated on Xbox. Uh, that makes me think of uh, the Bioware. Dragon Effect? No, no. Yeah, it's it's Bioware. It's it's the Chinese one. Jade Empire. Jade Empire. Yeah, I man, I couldn't think of that for anything. Yeah, because that was only Xbox and then that later on released for PC. RPG based on fighting. Because Xbox didn't really have many RPGs. I mean, it, it had Knights of the Old Republic, which you can't really say that's based on fighting. No. So are we on... We're on Tim, right? Because I just burned the second. Yeah, it's Tim. Yeah. I mean, do we want... No, 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 no. Let's, let's narrow it down. <laughs> He's like, was it JDM? Is it in a... Chinese-based setting. 
Yes. We should we can go for it then because I'm fairly sure that's it. Maybe you can ask if it's Bioware. Uh, was it a Bioware game? Yes. I'm pretty sure he had yeah. said it earlier. Yeah. So is it Jade Empire? Star Wars, not to the Jade Empire is an action role playing game. <laughs> like by Bioware. You about to get hit in the head with this bottle. <laughs> you uh, were. Originally published by Microsoft Game Studios in 2005 as an Xbox exclusive, it was later ported to Microsoft Windows personal computers and published by 2K Games in 2007. Yeah. Good yeah, job. I've got it on PC. I was going to say, Kyle's going oh, to get, gonna get yeah. mad. Kyle's going to flip this whole goddamn table. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 12, uh, uh, 12 questions in. Good job, boys. You got nope, it. But now you have to pick a punishment. All right. And let me get my clock set. And you got to go for a minute. Yep. No, we're not, we're not keeping that. <laughs> that. That was for the 10th episode. I think I'm really good at the punishments. God. I gotta see. Oh, hell. It's okay. I don't know enough about him anyway. He's stupid. <laughs> All right. He just gets to continue on what he was doing uh, earlier. Uh, hey, guys. This is Jodan Castillo, and this is why I hate Spider-Man. I don't like Spider-Man because he's stupid. He didn't really do anything besides sling a web. He's got superpowers that don't make any sense. The thing that gave him power dies immediately, so you don't really get to understand where that came from. <laughs> this is good. Come on, come on. Let's see. What else, man? Uh, the black suit looks dumb. The movies are stupid. The uh, got time. All the catchphrases. Oh, okay. There you go, guys. Nobody likes you. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was close. I was getting ready to stop you and make you start over. Oh, yeah. If I would have went two seconds, I would have had to start and over. And this one should be burned and never used. What does that one say? Nothing. I want to go, go ahead. Says, yeah. you, do the pl- you do us the, the honor. <laughs> This is why I hate D&D. Yeah, that one should be burned. Nobody, like, nobody should ever have to explain that. No. Paper. <laughs> All right, boys. Good job. Good job on the 21 or up. Jade Empire. You guys familiar? Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Jade Empire. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's uh, definitely one of Bioware's big. All right, so what was the other one besides Jade Empire, the big one? Nice. Republic. And they did both of those as Xbox exclusives, man. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of. You know what I mean? Like, that, the thing that, is, that's so- a, I, like I said, I love Jade Empire just for the fact that it make you it made you feel the weight. I played I played yeah. a lot of it as a kid. I don't remember a lot. I, I remember it being heavily focused on on your fighting styles and uh, and and uh, spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like not. I, I don't think you call them spells. You just call them powers. No, it was like yeah. Yeah, yeah, chi. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, no, but it was a really cool game. You, you could pick between a male and a female. But you could like I like the, the, there, the was, choices. there was six characters you could yeah. actually yeah. pick from. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I like the choices. Like you know, they actually made you feel the weight of your choice. It wasn't just you know, oh, you do this. Okay, Bi- Bioware is actually really good about like, hey, if, if you if you make this choice, like Telltale, dude. I mean, they they rode coattails for mm-hmm. years off of Bioware's yeah. you know kind of making mm-hmm. a decision I agree with that you know and oh hey this person's gonna remember hey this person sees what you did hey this person's yeah. you well, know see, that's th- gonna that's gonna bite you in the ass later on uh, that's why I like the Dragon Age game because yeah. they're the same way well Mass Effect's really impressive with that you know that, Mass, right, Mass Effect uh, and I've only played mostly one yeah uh, but to me Mass Effect you know tried really hard but didn't hit it it's inter- and, I, and I've heard two okay, is yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting you say that because what I hear now, I I haven't played uh, any of them in depth either. Zero, so mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's it's in, it's interesting you say that because what I hear mostly is one was like the 
project or the experiment, and then two and three were the like the actual games. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of trash talked about three about yeah, the yeah, ending yeah, and but trash. Yeah, yeah, the ending apparently. I don't know what it is. We're not going to spoil it or whatever. But yeah, the ending apparently was just catastrophic. The thing is, I kind of want to play them, but they're so I, hard I've got, to find. I've got them, and, and you know they're they're. They're queued up, but I just yeah. I haven't, I haven't put I have the on. physical copies in the garage. I just I haven't yeah. played them. Honestly, one I, I wish they would like redo it for like PS4, PS5. You, know. you can you can get them on PS4 on the See, market. Yeah, I've been looking for them on the market. Wait, forever. no, you can't. No, you yeah, can't. because what they're waiting for right now, the big thing that's going on, they were hoping EA would show it. Is apparently there's a big rumor that the trilogy is finally coming to PS4 as a bundle. Mm. I thought the trilogy was a bundle. Now, you can play... No, can you even play it on PS Now, like streaming? I know you can't download no. it. Mm. I don't no, you know. can't it's, find it. If you do, I can't if, find it anywhere. If, if you can play it, it would only be on PS Now, mm. I, but I don't know if it is or not. But yeah, really cool. Because I thought they had the trilogy. Because I, I, I remember flipping through and seeing the trilogy. Yeah, but I, I haven't found it on, PS, uh, on PSN because I've been looking for it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you yeah. know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, like I said... One one to me just like after playing all the other ones mm-hmm. like even even the Dragon Ages like or, uh, Dragon Age Origins and everything like that after you play those and uh, if you go right into if you go right into Mass, Mass Effect it's it's such a different game yeah it, it sucks compared to a lot yeah. of the other ones because yeah. they're so well done yeah yeah really cool boys all right that was twenty one or up now we're gonna get into our last segment and uh, our last segment for this episode is going to be our tell us from the tabletop. We got uh, two of our boys that want to tell us a little story about their uh, recent D and D experience. Um, and Trunks, we'll start with you. Uh, you know, you okay. Have the floor. Well, uh, I'm DMing this game. You know, you know, we got Tim, we got mm-hmm. you know, we got Jordan, we got Todd, and we got you know, we have five and Jose. We have five, you know, really you know, new players, mostly new players to the game, and. Well, turns around, and we've been playing now for what? About three, about three or four months. Like every two weeks, or every two weeks or so. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we've gotten. I really want you to help him. Yeah. While he's talking, like j- just to yeah. yeah. Keep it. Yeah. But you know, we have to lay out the backstory. Pretty much, we have yeah. you know, we start out with Crow and Levitz and Raytheon. You know, three three yeah. heroes who you know stepped in. You know, just just adventuring. You know, they all have their own backstories, whatnot. Which why well, am I explaining this to y'all? Because y'all y'all played this, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I'm going to well, explain it to the audience. Well, try, yeah, try yeah. to remember you're right. actually telling the story right, to the right. audience. So. Well, they've gone through some adventures. They've they actually just had you know acquired two new players. Yeah. You know, which is uh, Jace, which is Dante, and. Uh, Todd, which is Callisto, Callisto yeah. we got a human uh, bard and a centaur, centaur druid. druid. With Crow being, I know some people don't know what it is, but a blood hunter. It's a newer, it's a newer class that yeah. you know. Thanks to Matt Mercer for bringing it out because I love the blood hunters; they're amazing. We got Raytheon being you know fighter rogue, mm-hmm. and Levitz being the paladin. Oh, the paladin. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well. Long story short, they've gone through, saved this one girl from, you know, a whole bunch of problems, got her home, and they had just head, headed back to one of their main, one of the main cities in my, in my world called Silvershade. Well, get there, they had a request from uh, the king of the underground city. 
go down, you know, deal with that. Well, they decide, you know, hey, let's go make some money in the in the Coliseum. I spent all my money on a cape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I remember that. We all kind of went a little crazy in that. Y'all show. went money crazy yeah. on that one. But you know, turns around and you know they 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 do, they do all this, go in there, you know. So I threw a wyvern at him. You know, I'm thinking I'm gonna roll high enough I can actually get some attacks off. And sorry, they, <laughs> like, no, y'all played as a team, and that was awesome. Watching the, the group just like mollywop this wyvern because, yep. you know, the the dice were on y'all side that night. Well, especially after I made it have disadvantage right. on half the people. Right, right. Yeah, and, you yeah know, that was pretty rough. Well, the the fight's over, and, you know, being DM, with Zero, I know you can attest for this one, um, sometimes you kind of got to play devil's advocate and, you know, hold that carrot out. Yeah. You know, so the leader named uh, Ignis was sitting up in the cra- in the stands watching the fight and pretty much tells him, you know, I'll give you 40 to 1 odds. On fighting my champion. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you know they're like, if we're gonna die, you know we're gonna throw in. Yeah, pretty much everybody went all in on the. Yeah. Threw in all their gold. Said fuck it, we're gonna go for it. Well, they didn't know. Well, the champion walks out. This little skinny, you know, dorky looking dude transforms to a werewolf. He has character levels on top of being a werewolf, and he's a, a berserker barbarian. Yep. So you you built. Your Lloyd character. What I thought. Yeah. And he was level 20. Wow. So, wait wait a minute. So, your guys took on a level 20 character? Yes. yes. And one? And one. And, 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 and at first, we weren't doing no, much damage. No, they, I did like 48 damage on one hit and from did, a sneak attack. And did nothing. The, the reason they won, like, they were sitting there, like, they were literally... No. <laughs> no, they were literally getting thrown around. Like, they yeah. were getting wrecked. And Yeah, the bard got thrown into me. Yeah. Nice. So so what, how did they win? How? Um, well, they turned around. Crow, uh, he had uh, discovered a kookery in the last cave they were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had the ability to cut open uh, a dimensional portal. Okay. So he runs up to the, the werewolf. Stabs him in the abdomen, like actually rolls the hit and actually hits, and uses the dimensional portal to rip him in half, and yeah. swallow the top half of the werewolf, and the portal closes. So it's a fluke. It was, it, it, but still one of the greatest yeah, flukes yeah, that ever could have happened. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, it, was, were it, all, all, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. They were all awesome. looking at me like I, like, I, I <laughs> didn't think it, you know it was. I, I never could have thought of it. Yeah, and I didn't think about it until the instant it, it was it was happening uh, because I was going to just use my regular weapon, but I decided to use that weapon, and I I don't know how, and I, it might be on the outside looking in, you might be thinking like, how did you not think of that? But none of us were thinking about it until it happened. So so, and then the rule the rolls just followed up with it too. Or? Yeah, no, the rolls is the, everything just just fell into place perfectly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but then you know they won. Congratulations. No, no, it was great. I mean, it, it was amazing. Well, then the bittersweet part happened. Yeah, they won all this money. They're, you know, they're happy. Uh, Ignis shows walks down there. You know, and he's like, "Hey, good job. You've won. You know, it was like a hundred, a hundred thousand. You yeah. know, 
between one million. <laughs> right oh. on, on on a six way split, we all had about thirty three thousand gold from it. Uh, you know, I mean, for a challenge rating ten of what should be like a level twenty NPC, yeah. And but then turns around and Ignis drops a bomb on him, saying, "You know, since you got bombs in this world, close enough." Oh. <clears throat> but you know, he says, "Hey." Y'all won, but one of you have to stay behind. Mm-hmm. You know, you killed my champion. One of you have to, you know, step up and be my new champion. Well, and the looks on their faces were like, well, shit, you know. Yeah, who's so, it going to be? So they're all, like, you know, frantically trying to figure out, you know, who's going to stay. You know, I don't want to stay. Vince is like, I can't stay. Vengeance, you know. So we started... Um, making a deal. The the bard rolled amazing. Rolled a twenty seven on persuasion to, you know, tell Ignis, hey, you know, how about y'all hold a tournament, you know, you can get a new champion that way. And Ignis is like, Alright, cool, you know, I can deal with that. He goes, You'll guys you'll be funding my tournament because Yeah. Well they got the gold. Yeah. Exactly. And but like, so we'll be partners now, right? Yeah, the DM giveth and the DM taketh away. Right. And, you know, they're like, so we'll be partners now, right? He's like, sure, yeah, we'll be partners. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, you get this moment of crow. The you little Kenku. The little Kenku. Little Kenku blood hunter walking up and, like, just telling us, you know, telling the whole party, like, I'm staying. Yep. Hmm. Huh. And like the you know we're like oh you know everyone's just like it, it was that whole moment of whoa yeah uh, Raytheon started being like no 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 you you don't have to do that we've already set it up to where another champion will be found you don't have to do that and and you know and like Jodan actually had it played in perfect he had the music set up where it was like kind of a sad you know. It was sad music. He the, actually the, the Bruce Banner. Like, yeah, I always, at the end. I, yeah, yeah I always have the audio box like on the side for whenever we. Yeah, we have yeah. we have music, you know, battle music, all that. But you know, he starts playing the sad music, and he give and like he actually has Crow walk up to Raytheon and Lavitz, and you know, because those are his you know companions. They they started this whole com- adventure together. Puts his hands on the shoulders, and their team was called Doesn't Die. Yeah, it's something that it was like another thing that just kind of happened whenever we first started. Mm. In the arena, we had to pick a name, and that was... I don't mm. even remember how we came about it with it. But Somebody had said it earlier, and, and you Crow repeated mimi- it. And, Crim- and Crow mimicked it. Yeah, and it just says, doesn't... Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah, because the Kinku mimics stuff, yeah. so... Well, he says that, and, you know, he walks on off with... Uh, with Ignis. With Ignis, and that's where we end the game. Yeah. And, like... Everyone's freaking out. Like you can, like you can feel the emotion in the room. You know. Yeah. It was definitely one of those situations that you guys talk about all the time that I've never really understood until it actually happened in game. You know, like you hear these guys. You know, I hear these guys. I, yeah. I've been playing D and D like what six months, maybe something like that. Yeah. I'm still learning a lot about it. Right. But one thing I've always heard from you guys, whether you're talking about your podcasts or your actual, you know, situations that you come, are the emotions that get attached to these characters. Right. And yeah. It was just one of those. It was one of those situations that completely blindsided me because I decided it as if I was deciding 
as Crow. Right. I felt the I felt the need to not want to, which is really strange to me. For the first time in a and d game with my character, which is really strange. But it, but it was awesome. It was really cool. And, and that's the thing, because, you know, you get that moment where stuff like that happens. And, like, really, you felt like, even as a DM, I'm sorry about hitting the table, but, you know, even as a DM. It was a situation, yeah. It, it, it like, you know, I felt that kind of. They kind of sink, you know, because... I never thought I, w- I would be that emotional about... Raytheon cried. I mean, I play video games. I get emotional video games and stuff, but I never thought that I would be that emotional in D&D. Right. And now that it's happened, I can see why it happens. You know, why, why players... A lot of this stuff happens in the moment. Like, a lot of this stuff happens... You, you weren't sitting there for 30 minutes planning on it. Like, right. a lot of this stuff happens in the moment, and it... Catches you just as much off guard as things do in real life, and it's right. Really, and that's the really and, cool. And honestly, as a DM, having those moments are like so amazing. But you don't get them all the time. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. But and it also comes down to you know the players how much yeah. they actually uh, set up for get up into the game. Yeah. You know, have and, fun with it, and that's what made that so. And to like, be fair, we, we've been playing this campaign for, what, like four months now? Said three or four months. So we it was spent, originally supposed to be a one-shot. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be a one-shot that turned into a full campaign. Yeah, and Trunks went home and busted his ass and started writing out a real, like, full story. And, yeah, it was really cool, man. And, I, and I it's really, still going. You yeah. know, which we have plans to play, not this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that whole, you know, like I said, it's just that emotion behind it. You know, you don't. So you're rolling up another character? Um, I think what, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let somebody else in because we, we have somebody else waiting to, to come into the game. So uh, that kind of just lined up perfectly. So I'm going to let him play for a while. I'm going to just take a back seat. Obviously, the boys are still going to be in the garage playing, you know, in, in the garage and stuff. But I'm just going to be. And I guarantee we'll see Crow anytime we go to the. Yeah, yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be stepping yeah, yeah. back for a while. Whenever I can be injected into the uh, story, I will be. But for now, I just um, I'm going to let somebody else. Ignis can never make us fight the champion again. Yeah, well, that that would be. An, I'll ki- I will kill Ignis before I fight Crow. <laughs> that, that, that's up to your DM. I mean, but you know, in the way, like I said, the way it all set up, like all like. Me and Jace, like, we went home still talking about it the yeah. whole way home. Like, you all, yeah, you were all <laughs> were in the, were in the like, chat for like It, it was like, like I said, you know, I don't get those moments often. Like, you know, even with my more experienced players, that's not one of those moments that happens all the time. Yeah. It comes in, you know, it comes, they come in spurts, which we, I think that's what makes it better is the fact that if you got it every game all the time, it wouldn't have that same effect. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if it means anything, seriously, man, like, I mean, it's a real honor to have a character that I made, you know, involved in, like, somebody like you or Zero or Tim's game because, I mean, you guys are the real deal on this stuff. And for you to be able to, you know, or for you to say, like, okay, man, like, that was really, really cool, that, that, that that's a high honor to somebody like me that's not really as involved in the D&D universe. So I really and, appreciate that, man. I, I, I'm really honored. And honestly, that's what, to me, that's what makes the game so much fun because you got the players, like, you know, that's we've been doing this for a while. We kind of, you kind of get numb to some stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, getting someone new with fresh eyes in on it and seeing some of the over-the-top, you know, kind of crazy yeah. stuff they pull out with, they come out, you know, doing yeah. makes it worthwhile every time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, but like for this one, you know, there was no depressing moment. It yeah. well, it was kind of it was bittersweet, you know. Yeah. We're, you know, they're losing the it character. It was depressing but in a different way. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, that was my that was my tell this week. And we you still know. haven't tested the tier. I know. <laughs> That's one thing that we need to figure out, too, is, I mean, I have to give these things to y'all. Oh, right. Crow, you don't have to. Well, Crow's got a few items that, well, I'm assuming that you need in the story, at least that damn blade, because you Oh, no, I, I, if you don't give it, I have ways of getting it. Yeah, there you go. See, that, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. And I have no problem giving it up or whatever. It's not a big deal. Well, that, I mean, that sounds like a real, like you said, bittersweet story, and... uh uh, speaking of bittersweet, um, yeah, Walks Actually Coins and Comics is right across the street from Bittersweet Bakery. Wow, yeah. good pull, dude. Good, nice. good job, good yeah, job. Yeah, <laughs> my wife actually thoroughly enjoys uh, Bittersweet Bakery. They make really good stuff. They actually did some of the cupcakes for uh, my son's birthday. Tim, did you have one, or was that kind of? It was okay. all that one yeah. big. Well, story. Really cool, boy. Yeah, really good. Uh, Really I figured good. that one would take enough time wise. Right. Really cool story. I really enjoy this segment, man, because it only works for guys like you. You know, I mean, like you or Zero or Tim, because I mean, you guys are that passionate about it, and you guys know how to talk about it. So, yeah, I, I love this segment. That and I've DM'd long enough to have horror stories in. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, well, uh, oh, boys, we're, we're rearing yeah. into the end. Um, you guys got Usually anything? Involve that, bards. You guys got anything that, that you want to talk about before uh, we start wrapping up? Is there anything on your minds? Anything that? Uh, the only one thing I can think about is look for the hidden Sly Cooper achievement on Ghost of Tsushima. What? What is really? it? Really? Nice. Oh. Wow, dude. Because you know that Sly Cooper had a really big... Uh... Wow. Dude, I've got to check that yeah, out. Yeah, I do too now. Yeah. There, there's a little achievement oh, that you can God. get. Dude, that's so... Dude, damn it, it dude, It's a Easter punch. egg to Sly Cooper that is inside the game. Okay. Awesome. I haven't gotten it myself yet. Just, I just happened to found there. out okay, on cool. a uh, That's so 10 awesome. Things You Don't Know video. Dude, I'm so happy that we're seeing, like, Crash and Sly and all like all, all these guys. Are all, all the stuff Spyro, the, you know. the 90s. I know that uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, one of the unlockables are supposed to be the the, the, uh, the Crash Bandicoot mascot. Yep. Now, I don't know if they, they mean that by the, the dude. You Probably know what I mean? Probably the dude. In yeah, the that would be so cool. freaking awesome in Tony Hawk's <laughs> With Pro Skater. With the megaphone. Hey! Yeah, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remake. That would be so cool to see. Really cool. Yeah. All right, well, boys, that's it for episode eleven of our JTOS podcast. Thank I guess you. we didn't get to say bye or anything. Yeah, I guess we don't get to yeah. say bye. <laughs> well, oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. Zero, say goodbye. Oh, uh, I just want to say Super Mario Brothers is an excellent. Shut show. up! Shut up! I don't yeah, care. It's a good sorry, movie. Sorry, Kyle, for for, for yelling. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Trunks. Oh, tradition. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go play Ghost of Tsushima and just have fun. Okay, well, that's it, boys. That's it for episode 11 of our JTOS podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy hanging out with us, please consider leaving us a like, a comment, a share at Facebook slash Joysticks Tabletops and other short stories. If you're listening to us via one of the many listening platforms, please consider leaving us a review. Every little bit helps. Kyle, thank you so much for having us. This has been a really cool experience. Thanks, thanks for being here, guys. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate it, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, if you guys have any interest in geek culture, come down here to Coins and Comics in Waxahachie. I mean, he, he's got some really cool stuff. Check out some, some of Kyle's wares and uh, hopefully leave home with something cool. Besides that, I think that's it, boys. Uh, this is it for episode 11. Yeah. In the words of Grog, please like, comment, and prescribe. <laughs> okay. All right. Head us out, Tim. 
Later, guys. Later. 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 Later.